golf and rock and roll. Not logical, but it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. And... Live from Hammock Beach Resort and the beautiful ocean course up at Hammock Beach is Rich B. Hello, Rich B. Hey, Holly. I'm so glad that I'm, you know, you won't believe what a beautiful place. Are you there, Rich? Yes. Can you hear me, Holly? Holly? Hello? You won't believe what a beautiful place this is. Hello? Hey, Rich, sorry about that. Had a little problem with my headset. Okay. Yeah, Hollywood, this is such a beautiful place. Ocean Hammock Beach Resort, right out of the ocean. I was on the uh, on the beach side there for a minute, and I saw a turtle estuary. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's just spectacular out here. So this is the last major of the year for the PGA section, correct? It is, and they just had the million-dollar global golf million-dollar shootout out here, uh, and it's from 220 yards. Let me tell you, it was no easy shot. But uh, Mike Glenn, Mike Glenn, won the the, the shootout, and he, he hits it uh, two feet five inches from 220 yards out. Now this was a pretty spectacular shot. It really was. This is sponsored by uh, Global Golf, uh, uh, Steve Sponder, uh, one of our uh, big uh, sponsors here in the uh, North Florida PGA section. And it was a two-day event? Three, Holly. Three days at the beautiful Ocean Hammock Resort. It's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful golf course. I'm telling you, it's right on the ocean. <laughs> well, that's where, of course, we've had our stay and play package, which we're going to be announcing the big winner later in the program. So, uh of course, everybody listening in who registered to win that beautiful uh, two-night stay on the ocean, along with a couple of rounds over at the conservatory course. But you had uh, some some good good guys in the field. Rob Perry, who just came back from London, right, playing in the yes. in the club championship version of the Ryder Cup. That's correct against the uh, Great Britain and Ireland, and uh, the uh, PGA of America did successfully uh, retain the cup. Thank goodness. And the rod shot, he's seven under at this golf course. And this is not an easy golf course, let me tell you. And uh, 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 DeBusk is the next guy at two under. But anyway, uh, it's a beautiful track, and it's not easy. You know, the wind gets blowing, the conditions are tough, and it's a test of golf. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun, and it really is. And you just have some beautiful views of the ocean. It's It sort of gives you a little feel of... Uh... Of the ocean course up at Kia One, um, you know, you get that that feel of the dunes and uh, it, the the beach is so beautiful up there, so rustic. It is, you know, it's 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 
so far from Orlando. I mean, uh, you know, just not even in miles. It's just, it's, a, it's a beautiful part of Florida, and uh, you know, it's just, you you got to take a ride over the beach just to see it. I mean, the beach is always cool anyway. But uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's a beautiful golf course, and uh, we got one more day to go. And um, uh, Holly, it's uh, great that you cover uh, North Florida PGA section events. We do appreciate your uh, patronage. Well, we uh, you know we appreciate the section especially rich smith and all he does uh, to keep the section so alive here in florida and of course the big move uh, to reunion resort this year that was pretty exciting news oh my you know that's a great lead up too and that's a salamander salamandra salamander resorts salamander resort and now they have uh, innisbrook they've got reunion and now they have uh, ocean hammock uh, resort and uh, this lady's making some major moves in the golf market uh, at the high-end resort. Uh, it's pretty cool. And, of course, uh, I think some awards that will be uh, uh, announced, um, sort of the sort of the annual awards that are held at the PGA Show, correct? Annual awards, uh, they're always good, you know, and, and it's always hard to find somebody to represent these sections and, uh, you know, uh, so on, uh, you know, it's it's open, you know. Anybody can win, and it, you know the uh, yeah. I give up the <laughs> the section awards. Uh, what, what are you talking about? Uh, I'm I'm sorry. Isn't there a player uh, player of the year award oh. just like there is for for yeah. the PGA? Yeah, and uh, Rob's got that pretty much locked up this year. I have to say he's uh, he's a spectacular golfer. He's had a great year, and uh, congratulations, to Rod, for uh, producing. Uh, so well, right, right there in um, in Daytona Beach, and of course Rod was the uh, the the um, club champion, national club champion of the year, and got the chance to play in the PGA Championship at Oak Hill. He did, and he represented very well. And you know, uh, Taylor May is a big sponsor of his, and they did uh, they did it real nice. Uh, you know, they love those guys that play well. That's how that works. You play well, you get paid. And so, uh, where are you sitting in the leaderboard, there, my friend? I'll tell you tomorrow after the last day. Love you. Gotta go. <laughs> All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Play Bye. well. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, 740 The Game. Stay tuned. We got a lot of golf talk coming up next. Bob Herrick from ESPN.com. Stay with us. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggler's blues. The struggler's blues. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, flying solo, Holly G., as Rich B is uh, up in Hammock Beach playing in the North Florida PGA section final major of the year. And uh, we're rooting for you, Rich B, if uh, you're listening. And thanks so much for your report. And um, big, big, big finish at the FedEx playoff. Henrik Stenson, the dominator, the steely Swede. Wire-to-wire finish, absolutely amazing play on Sunday. We're going to Bob Herrig of ESPN.com to get the lowdown. Hey, Bob. Hello there. How are you? 
Wow, what a what a finish at um, at Eastlake, and I mean on Saturday to watch Stenson take a nine shot lead. I mean, this guy was just uh, nerves of steel. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he uh, he made it a little bit interesting there. He gave a few back uh, Saturday, and then it got close on the back nine Sunday. Uh, Jordan Spieth made a run at him. So did Steve Stricker. But uh, in the end, he prevailed wire, wire to wire and and uh, is being uh, uh, very handsomely rewarded for it. You know, this really was has just been kind of a, a storybook finish for him, starting all the way back in March, uh, finishing second at the Shell Houston Open to get into the top 50 in the Masters. He followed that by a tie for fifth at the Players, tied for third at the Scottish Open, solo second at the Open Championship, tied for second at Bridgestone, and solo third at the PGA. I mean, he was as good as it gets without winning, and then... Boom! Here come the playoffs, and he wins, um, you know, uh, at uh, BMW, and then tops it off with the the finals here at Eastlake. Yeah, it's been an amazing, amazing two months, and uh, you know that's that's about as good as anybody's played uh, uh, at all, all year, and, and highlighted by the two wins in the playoffs. Um, you know, and, and, and had two top threes in majors as well. So um, it's, been a, it's been a nice turnaround, and, um, you know, he's climbed the world rankings as well. He's now fourth in the world, which has matched his career best. So um, it's uh, uh, everything looking up, and, and, and he's got more golf to play. He's got some time off, and, and then he goes back to the European Tour where he leads the European Tour money list. So uh, it's... Uh, you know, he's he's cashing in here. That's for sure. As as you mentioned before, I mean, it it, it really it it goes back to. I mean, the guys had a couple of uh, serious slumps, in, including um, you know this debacle with uh, one of his sponsors, which was Stanford Financial Group, that uh, basically collapsed inside a Ponzi scheme in 2009. Which uh, you know he he lost quite a bit of uh, of money in that whole um, deal. And, you know, not only to have things, uh, you know, financially turned upside down, but your game as well. I mean, it's, it, you know, when we tell these comeback stories, it just shows how, you know, just the guts it takes, the courage it takes, and, and really where you, how, you know, you have to dig deep to, to come back. Yeah, you sure do. Uh, your confidence takes a hit, and, uh, uh, you know, the ball isn't going where you want it to. The putts aren't dropping. Uh, it's a cutthroat uh, type of a business, you know, where the where the bottom line is the scores. And and he, uh, you know, he he suffered. I mean, he dropped to 230s in the world just 18 months ago. You know, in 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 what four basically four and a half years time, he went from fourth in the world down to 230th, and now back to fourth. And um, you know, Tiger gets a lot of a, a lot of credit for falling to 58th uh, in uh, in the latter part of 2011 and getting back to number one. But uh, in some ways, this is uh, this is this is much better than that. Yeah, I mean, it seems you know, that, that's a lo- lot of climbing to do. Yeah, it it, it seems Herculean to to say the least. And uh, and then add on top of it the you know obviously the huge financial reward given. 
given what he he went through, um, you know, ten million dollars, uh, it's pretty pretty uh, sweet victory. Absolutely. Yep, and you know, and 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 also to win two playoff events, you know, I mean, it kind of um, it 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 kind of puts a stamp on you know who was who who was who was deserving. I mean, sometimes it doesn't exactly work that way. Last year, Rory won two of the playoff events and didn't win the FedEx Cup. Uh, So uh, you know, it it kind of worked out this time. I think um, uh, when a guy wins two of them, makes the last one the Tour Championship, and then and gets to take the whole thing. Well, a lot of talk about uh, you know the the playoffs, and I know you've you know written some articles about it, and I think you know a lot of people have different thoughts on where it could still be tweaked a little bit. Uh, the commissioner Tim Fincham was on Golf Channel this week. They talked a little bit about maybe uh, you know um, looking at some of the volatility coming into the to the playoffs, maybe some of the weighting of the points. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I get the sense that um, that what they're looking to do is is make the points that they're giving out at the first three playoff events, or maybe all four. Um, I'm not quite sure on the last one, but certainly the first three to to lessen them. Uh, right now, the way it works is you basically for a regular tour event you get 500 points for a win. It's uh, 550 for a World Golf Championship event and 600 for a major. But at the playoff events, it goes to 2,500. So basically five times uh, what you get for winning in the regular season. So basically Tiger won, Tiger won five times in the regular season. Three of them were the big events. So he roughly got uh, uh, 2,600 points or something like that. And uh, Henrik Stenson wins the Deutsche Bank and gets just as many. You know, so I, I think what they want to do is taper that off a little bit, and you, we might see something like only 1,500 points for a win in the playoffs. And what that's going to do is it's going to it's going to give the guys who have the have the the, the good season, you know, much more of a foothold in those uh, in those playoff events, and there won't be quite as much movement. I mean, a guy who's 123rd won't be able to jump all the way up into the top three by winning. Um, by the same token, um, uh, you know, it, I think it, it's going to it's, – it's, it, it might hurt them in that, uh, you know, you're going to maybe make it easier for guys to skip events. Uh, you know, I, if, if I understand it correctly, you know, if you're at the top of the points at the end of the year – um, you know, you, you're gonna you're gonna have a hard time not making it to the tour championship, even if you don't do anything in those playoff events. So, do they want that too? I mean, it's a it's a fine line there um, to uh, uh, on how to balance this. You know, that's why that's why I've said uh, for a couple of years they'd be far better off if they if they split up the bonus money. Made the made there be a big emphasis on being number one in the points after the BMW for a bonus. And then let everybody have at it who gets to the tour championship. You know, let them play for the whole bonus money. You know, everybody starts at zero, so that we're not messing around with these points. I mean, it's one big giant money. shootout. Exactly. Whoever shoots the lowest score wins wins the FedEx Cup. Just like whoever wins the Super Bowl game wins the Super Bowl. You know, the records are gone at that point. Every you start the game zero zero. 
Uh, now, some people think that would be unfair because, you know, you built up this whole year and then, uh, you know, some guy who just eats into the Tour Championship could win the whole thing. Uh, that's where I say have some of the bonus money go to who, where the points fall after the BMW Championship because then there would be incentive to be at the top of the list then, and your, your standing at that point would matter because you'd get paid based on that as well. I think it would make it harder for guys to skip tournaments. You know, you you know you'd be missing you'd be missing out, and I, you know, I think we're going to see some guys get playoff events next year. They're they're going to be all four played in a row. These guys are complaining this year about how tired they are, and uh, if you want to combat that, then uh, you need to penalize them for skipping. We're talking to Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. One of the areas I think, especially too, that could it, it seemed I was surprised to see that the majors were only you know 600 points. It would seem with all the weight put on the majors that that those ought to bear higher points, maybe a thousand points. But you know, to just be a hundred points over a regular tournament, that seems a uh, that seems a little off in the structure. Well, there you know the tour has has wanted to make this about something other than that. Um, you know, they wanted it to be kind of like a season long thing. Um, you know, I remember when this whole thing got started saying, if you really, really wanted to make it about the PGA tour, um, take out the majors, you know, I mean, you could exempt the guys who win the majors into the tour championship if you want, uh, so to speak, but, um, don't give them any points for winning majors, make the points only about the tour events. I know that's radical, but but you know you're we're talking about something here that that you know it's 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 not the majors, it's not the players' championship. They're it's it's sort of a contrived thing they've came they've come up with here, and I'm not knocking. I think it's a great idea, but it's contrived to get guys to play at the end of the year and to have a season-ending climactic event. And so you know if you want to really do that, just Let's say what it is. You know, don't don't make it about the majors. Uh, you could and, and like if if you went with my idea and put put the major winners in the in the top thirty at the end, no matter what. Uh, you know, then then the points that they wouldn't be getting at the majors doesn't mean anything. Uh, but if you really want to make it about the champion of the PGA Tour, uh, you know, you could take the majors out of it. Obviously, they're not going to do that. Those are tour events. They count on the money list and all of that, but. Um, you know, I think there's just some things they could do where they really would think outside the box to make this a lot more interesting than it is. Uh, I get I get frustrated by the confusion over the points at the end. Uh, you know, Steve Stricker had a putt on 18 Sunday where if he made it, he would have finished second in the FedEx Cup instead of third. Uh, he would have won a $3 million bonus instead of $2 million. There's no way he could have known. No way he could have known. But he knows what he's playing for in the tournament. You know, he knows that, you know, where he stands on the leaderboard. So that's why not take out the confusion and just make it if you, you know, if you're first in the Tour Championship, you're first in the FedEx Cup and all the way down to 30th. And, uh, uh, you know, pay the guys for, for uh, their accomplishments before getting there as well. Well, speaking of accomplishments now, all uh, the focus is on the player of the year. Uh, the five nominees announced, uh, Matt Kuchar, Phil Mickelson, Adam Scott, Henrik Stenson, and Tiger Woods, with, uh, I believe, the winner being announced on Friday, correct? That's right, yes, this Friday, and, and Rookie of the Year as well. Uh, well, it seems like it's a pretty much a slam dunk in terms of Rookie of the Year for Jordan Spieth. The other two, three nominees are Derek Ernst, Russell Henry, and David Lingmurth. 
Um, but uh, looking at player of the year, uh, you know, I, I, I think it still uh, still looks to be pretty solid for Tiger, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a little, you know, there's a, there's a chance it might not be him. You know, this is a player vote. Um, you wonder how much they, they thought they put into it. Did they put a lot more thought into the fact that these other guys won majors? Uh, you know, Phil and, and Adam, obviously. Um, did they give Phil credit for winning the Scottish Open and also finishing second at the U.S. Open? Uh, you know, uh, I think there's different theories on this. Is is there is it subjective, Bob, or is there some specific criteria? There isn't any really specific criteria. Um, I think it's, you know, guys make up their own minds. Uh, now, P- Tiger has won the PGA of America's Player of the Year Award, which is points-based. Um, and, you know, you get a certain number of points for wins and, and low low scoring average and things like that. And, you know, we're, it, the, the, uh, the year is not just the majors. Uh, I understand why they would be weighted more. Um, if you want to give two victories for a major, um, you know, or even three, let's say it's three. Well, if you give three victories for a major and then you add in another, Adam Scott would have four and Tiger still has five. You know, uh, that's the difference. He won five times and Adam Scott only won twice. And three of Tiger's wins were in really big tournaments. The players, which is the next best thing to a major in two world golf events. He had the low scoring average. It's, you know, it's um, I, I if it was I, anybody cool. else, I don't think we'd even be questioning it. Yeah, I, exactly. I, you know, now there have been instances where guys won less than, you know, a good example is Phil won four times in 1996. That way back in 96, Tom Lehman won twice, but he won a major and he was the player of the year. In 08, uh, Tiger, the half year, he, only, he won four times, including a major. Padraig won player of the year, but he had two majors. I think Tiger was hurt by the fact that he didn't play the full year. It's the whole, you know, it's player of the year. Uh, so, but I mean, you know, we've talked about this. I think Tiger is also is often judged by his past. Um, you know, five wins without a major is not viewed as good as some of his other years. Uh, but again, in the last 20 years, three guys of three players have won five times in a year: Nick Price, VJ, and Tiger. And Tiger has done it ten times. Yeah, it's remarkable. Uh, you know, nobody nobody else has done it more than once, and only two guys have done it at all. It's hard to win five times in a year. So, um, I, you know, in the end, I think it's going to be him. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I can see where there would be sentiment for the other guys. And part of it, though, is popularity or, the, you know, the enormity of their wins, Adam Scott winning the Masters, the way Phil won the British Open, very impressive, obviously. So um, we'll see. It should be interesting, though. I, you're right, though. If anybody else had had the same resume, I don't think it's even a question. I, I absolutely agree. Finally, before we let you go, we're around the corner from the President's Cup, which will be at Muirfield Village, um, 10th year for the President's Cup. Looks like a, a very, very exciting year, not only in terms of the American team, which uh, all of the participants were in the finals of the FedEx Cup, and the international team with the likes of Adam Scott and Jason Day and Graham Dillette, of course, being so hot, and Brendan DeJong. Uh, this looks like it's going to be a great matchup. Yeah, I, you know, I I think it has a, a chance to be very, very good. I think the international side is very motivated. 
the 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 thing that's interesting is it's it's a course that a good number of the players have played, so there isn't like it's a home course advantage per se. Uh, you know, a lot of the international players, those guys play in the Memorial, so um, you know, I, I think the event could use a close match. I think it could use the international team being being uh you know very 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 much in in the in the in the mix this time you know it's it's been a little lopsided uh but uh you know i I still think it's compelling um i've been to the last two uh it's you know once you get started the the match play aspect of this is really really neat and uh, to see these guys going at it uh you know as teammates is really kind of fun and it gives you just again it gives you that taste of uh of the team competition. And again, you know, a lot of these same guys for the Americans will be trying to figure out how to win the Ryder Cup in a year. And so it's always good to kind of see how some of these teams might mesh. Absolutely. And, and a, a great venue. And I is always a, just to see the guys play match play is uh, not only good for, uh, for golf television and for the fans. So it's going to be a fun week next week. Absolutely. Yep. Looking forward to it. All right. We'll talk to you uh, live from up there, Bob. As always, we appreciate it. Bob Herrick. Great. Thank you. From ESPN.com. You're listening to the Golf Insider 740 The Game. Stay with us. We've got much more coming up. Hey, Harry. Thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble. Won't pay the price. I love my Muni, I think it's nice. We're back, the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house, Holly G. And keep listening because, as you know, all month long as part of the FedEx Cup playoffs, we've been promoting our Stay and Play giveaway package courtesy of Hammock Beach Resort, in which one of our lucky listeners who registered online at thegolfinsiders.com is going to win an amazing two-night, one-bedroom ocean view suite package, along with two rounds of golf at the beautiful Hammock Beach Resort, and an opportunity to play the newly renovated conservatory course, which I hear is absolutely outstanding. So, uh, stay tuned. We're going to announce that next segment, and uh, we're going to go live now up to uh, Ponte Vedra Beach, where uh, the inaugural Web.com Tour Finals are reaching their conclusion this week up at TBC Sawgrass, the final test before the last 25 cards for next season are handed out. And we're going to go to our very own golf insider, Jeff Shane from... PGA Tour.com and Web.com Tour this week. Hey, Jeff. How are you? Well, it is, uh, I've been following this and it really has been exciting. I think, uh, you know, this whole reorganization of, of the playoffs and, uh, qualifying for the PGA Tour through the Web.com has, has really been very, very exciting. And, uh, the, the four playoff series is going to finish up here and, uh, give us a little overview of, of where things stand. <laughs> well, from what I can tell, uh, they're handing out 25 cards uh, at, after the final putt drops on Sunday. It looks like 11 guys 
that did not already have cards through the web.com regular season. Looks like 11 guys are safe, but there are as many as 14 cards that could be in play if all the stars align. And so while there's uh, often some volatility in uh, the last day of uh, the season under kind of the old web.com tour championship, uh, obviously Q School uh, provides all sorts of drama. There could be some interesting drama here uh, just because there are a lot of uh, moving targets, so to speak, uh, as we get down to the final holes on Sunday. And, you know, looking through the the rankings, it really was amazing to me. Some of the players that, that popped up, um, you know, in this in this field, recognizable names, you know, the likes of Sean O'Hare, Ricky Barnes, Daniel Chopra, Von Taylor, uh, Rio Ishikawa. I mean, you know, they're... There are a lot of guys out there uh, that we know from the PGA Tour that are, you know, vying in this thing. Yeah, absolutely. And and, uh, don't forget the winner of the very first Web.com Tour Finals event up in Fort Wayne, former Masters champion and Lake Nona resident Trevor Immelman. Exactly. uh, Which I think instantly gave some some credibility to the system because uh, these are a number of players whose names we instantly recognize uh, that – that have had to come and, and fight for their cards again. And, and we look at another Orlando resident in, in Chris DeMarco. Uh, he's teed it up three times, and he's really struggled against uh, uh, against this uh, conglomeration of, of top Web.com tour guys and the guys that didn't make the FedEx Cup playoffs. And so it is highly, highly competitive. Well, it, it sure is. And, you know, of course, we were talking earlier uh, I had Bob uh, Herrick from ESPN.com on, you know, just about the the really storybook, um, you know, resurrection of Henrik Stenson from his, you know, two uh, very deep droughts um, in his career and the amazing finish at the FedEx Cup playoffs over the weekend. But you look at somebody like a Trevor Emmelman, you know, on top of the world winning the Masters and then, you know, falling off uh, and having to compete to get his tour card back. I mean, it it just, you know, again, you know, golf is such a tough sport. These guys, you know, they still have to go out and make their paychecks. Oh, you're absolutely right. And uh, when I talked to Trevor a few weeks ago after his win, he kind of mentioned that it was kind of a shock to the system when his exemption from winning the Masters had run out because for the first time, he was without a PGA Tour card. I, I went back into his history today, in fact, and he got his PGA Tour card through sponsor exemptions, uh, kind of playing the international schedule, uh, but got his PGA Tour card without ever having to go to Q School, and, and uh, which kind of explains why I, when I asked him, how does this compare to the Q School option, he says, I don't know, I never played it. Uh, right. So, uh, it's a very. It was a very big shock to the system that, that all of a sudden he had to go out and play for his job, so to speak. And I, I think that was uh, kind of a wake up call. And and it has not been easy since either. He is uh, he's missed the cut in his last two finals events, and he's got his card. The 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 money structure. Uh, of the finals allows him to do that through his win, but uh, it, the uh, he's certainly not uh, home free or, or or anything like that. He's going to have to grind away uh, when he gets back on tour in two weeks. 
uh, if he wants to. <laughs> well, they'll have, uh, I believe the, the coverage will be on the Golf Channel and extensive coverage on uh, web.com tour, uh, pgatour.com. Uh, just you know all the all the stats and um, how it's all broken down. It's it's uh, really you know just a terrific job and all the stories you're writing. Before uh, we go, I would like to get your thoughts on Player of the Year. Of course, uh, the five uh, nominees announced earlier this week and the winner being um, announced on Friday. Do you do you believe it's going to be Tiger? I do. Um, personally, I kind of held open the possibility that if Adam Scott could win one more FedEx Cup event or if Phil Mickelson could win a FedEx Cup event, uh, that they might be able to have enough, uh, have enough in their arsenal to, to say, that, okay, that's more than what Tiger has done. And I think we, when we look at majors, and obviously Scott and, and Mickelson have majors, but don't forget that Tiger Woods did win the Players' Championship and two World Golf Championships events. So when we say, oh, he just had five regular wins, well, they weren't necessarily all that regular. And uh, so I, I think based on the, the full body of work, uh, I, I think Tiger probably ought to get the award again. I think uh, so far everybody's been in agreement uh, on, on that topic tonight, so appreciate appreciate your thoughts, Jeff. Our very own Jeff Shane from here in Orlando. Check out his coverage on PGATour.com. Appreciate you giving us a little scoop on what's happening up there at Ponte Verde. Thank you so much, Jeff. You're listening to the Golf Insider, 740 The Game. We're going to be announcing the winner of our Stay and Play package coming up next. Stay with us. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really not so lean and mean. I got good eyesight, I'll be all right. I get my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear. We're back with the Golf Insiders wrapping up. An hour of intelligent golf talk in the house, Holly G. And um, now that big moment we've been waiting for. The big announcement for our stay and play package winner, courtesy of Hammock Beach Resort. Two nights accommodations, one bedroom ocean view suite and a round of golf for two on the newly renovated conservatory course. And we've had... Great participation, a lot of entries, and here we go, Rich. The envelope is open. Wow, how about this? Who says women don't like to listen to golf on the radio? Sue Kuzmanich is our winner. Sue, we will be notifying you and um, awarding you this wonderful package. Uh, within the next 24 hours. So we appreciate and we hope you enjoy this wonderful package courtesy of Hammock Beach Resort. And without further ado, we're going to go straight to the director of golf at Hammock Beach to talk about the great golf up there in that wonderful resort. Brad Hauer, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be on the show. Well, I know you got uh, Rich B., my co-host, was up there playing in the North Florida uh, section event, the final major of the year up there. So I know you've had a lot of activity going on on the ocean course. 
And, of course, you've got the uh, reopening of the conservatory course. Tell our listeners a little bit about uh, both of these courses and how they differ, and in particular the changes you've done to the conservatory. Sure. Um, first of all, the golf at uh, Hammock Beach is outstanding. We have uh, two golf courses that are just uh, really quite different. Um, they're uh, two really good um, tests of golf and, and different uh, experiences. Our, our ocean course is a Jack Nicklaus signature design course that has six holes directly on the ocean and has some just unbelievable views. And then our conservatory golf course is our Tom Watson um, signature design, and it's actually a linksy type uh, style course that is now rated the longest and hardest course in Florida, depending uh, if you play it from the back tee. So uh, we actually have 12 sets of tee boxes at conservatory, and you can actually choose whatever distance you like to play from out there. But it's a, it's a really fun golf. Both are really fun golf courses and a whole lot of fun to play. Yeah, I'm looking uh, at some notes here, and it says that there are nearly 76 acres of man-made lakes and three waterfall features. It doesn't sound like a typical Florida course at all. Well, the uh, the owners uh, the owners actually paid about twenty two million dollars to build that golf course, and you can tell when you get out there, it's it's very spectacular. Uh, not your to- uh, typical flat Florida golf course. There was a lot of undulations made, a lot of lakes made, waterfalls, and one hundred and eighty seven bunkers. So uh, it's a it's a fun course to play. And about how far is it from Orlando? Uh, right from the center of Orlando is about an hour and 15 minutes, so it's not too bad of a drive. It's all expressway driving, and uh, it's uh, it's pretty easy to get here. We have that beautiful Atlantic Grill restaurant, which sits right on the ocean. It's absolutely spectacular. I was there a couple of weeks ago and had a chance to play the ocean course and do a little dining. Uh, you've got a terrific sushi bar as well, so lots of good places to uh, dine and, and wine, a little cigar bar, and a marina, and then, of course, that gorgeous hotel. Tell us a little bit more. Yeah, the hotel is spectacular. You know, we have um, very spacious one bedrooms, two bedrooms, three bedrooms, and a lot of our rooms have ocean view rooms. Um, and it's, it's just really nice views of our pool and ocean and the golf course. Um, our, our pool complex is a $6 million pool complex with a water slide and lazy river and uh, three or four pools there, so it's it's a lot of fun for the families to come in and, and play golf and then use the facilities. Now, Hammock Beach is part of the Salamander Resort Hospitality Group, uh, which I've done a lot of work with, who also owns a Reunion here in Orlando as well as Innisbrook over in Tampa. So tell us a little bit more about uh, Salamander. Well, Salamander um, owns the Innisbrook Resort, and they currently um, are uh, helping to manage the day-to-day operations with Reunion in Orlando and, and uh, here at Hammock Beach. And they just recently opened up an outstanding uh, hotel and spa up in Middlebrook, Virginia, which uh, just opened here in August. So uh, from the hospitality side, they they understand high-end facilities. They understand quality of service quality of product, and each one of their facilities is just really uh, a fun place to visit and play. And I know Sheila Johnson, the president, um, has, you know, just uh, really embraced golf in a in a big way, creating sort of this central Florida golf trail, if you will, from 
Tampa to Hammock Beach. Talk also about instruction. I know you've got some great teachers up there at, at Hammock Beach. If uh, someone's interested in coming, I think, you know, a lot of times you don't you don't have to go too far away. You can go someplace right in your backyard and feel like you've gotten away for a week. Uh, just, you know, spending a couple of days over at Hammock Beach. The, the, the beaches up there are so beautiful because most of the building is, you know, off the beach. And so you've got this pristine, pristine beach for miles and the sand dunes. I just love it up there. Yeah, it's it's um, beach-wise, it's it's fun to come to work because I'm only 50 yards away from the beach if I want to get away real quick. Um, but as far as the uh, teaching and the instruction, we have um, we offer individual lessons from myself to our our three assistant professionals, uh, of which one are, is TPI certified. And then we also we um, we hired a um, golf um, school company called Golf Made Simple, and they are one of the fastest growing golf schools in the country, and they do an excellent job. And they offer some really exciting two to three day packages here at a resort. So it's um, uh, from an instructional standpoint, uh, if you want just the individual attention or the golf school. A program we have um, both of those to offer here at our resort, and it's a great place to bring the family. I know you're very family friendly up there. You've got a water park. What are some of the other events you can do on property? Well, we have a nine-hole putting contest, uh, putting course uh, that's uh, landscaped uh, just absolutely brilliantly. Uh, we have our spa, the pools, uh, really quick access to the beach. And I think the number one thing that families really like about us is just, you know, Palm Coast in general is very, very safe. Um, and uh, the kids can kind of run around and, and feel safe, and the families feel safe there. So it's it's just a, a fun, really laid-back little community here uh, that you can just get away. And uh, you don't have to travel far if you're in Florida to get here, and you feel like you are took a trip halfway around the world. Um when you cross over that toll bridge. Yeah, absolutely. You do. You you feel like you are in a whole other uh, part of the country, and it's a wonderful place to just unplug the cell phone and uh, turn off your brain for a couple of absolutely. days. Yeah. Um, for our listeners who want to find out more, um, where where do they go? Uh, well, they can call us here directly at the resort at 386-246-5500. Or just simply visit our website at hammockbeach.com, and we have all our information and all our great packages and um, and shows all the amenities that we have in the rooms, and it's um, uh, got all the contact information there. Fantastic. Brad Howard from Hammock Beach Resort, thanks so much, and thanks to uh the salamander and the property for uh, donating that wonderful stay and play package to one of our listeners who uh, is going to be coming up there sometime in the next couple of uh, weeks to take advantage of the stay and play package for uh, for a wonderful couple of nights of uh, hanging out at the beach and some golf at the conservatory. We appreciate it so much, Brad. Thank you very, very much. Well, thank you. It's our pleasure. Well, that's it for the Golf Insiders this week. We thank Bob Herrig. We Rich Rich B. A lot of luck tomorrow in the finals of the uh, North Florida PGA Section Major. And uh, keep with us week to week. We still got a lot more golf coming up with the President's Cup next week, 740 the game. We're out of here.